So, I don't know if anyone else is similar to me, but if you were trying to watch the Utah-Florida game, like what I was trying to watch last night, um, something might have happened that was a little interesting if you're a Spectrum user, uh, whether it's your internet or cable, but bottom line is I was looking to get this Utah-Florida game on ESPN, and uh, the moment that the pregame show ended and it cut to the actual game, uh, everything went dark. And I thought for a sec that our cable uh, was ruined and something happened and we lost signal. But uh, no, apparently Disney um, and ESPN wanted to play a game of chicken and renegotiate their contract uh, and it, things fell through. And so we lost all of the ESPN channels, all the Disney channels, um, the second that this game started. And unfortunately that made me have to watch the only other college football game on TV I could find, which was Nebraska and Minnesota. And all I could say is uh, that game was awful, uh, it, thirteen to ten, and there was just no scoring. It was it was just uh, that was a terrible football game I watched last night. And uh, I will say for Nebraska fans that thought you were back this year, you're not. You have a quarterback who can't throw the ball at all. Three interceptions, Jesus. And, uh, yeah, there's just no chance that this team is going to, to do anything impressive. So uh, that was my my take on Minnesota-Nebraska because that's the only game I could get on uh, TV last night. But we're going to be moving to the NFL now. I'm going to give you my picks for the week. You can follow this along if you play my NFL Pick'em game, by the way, but that's something we can talk about later. Um, I'm going to give you my picks. I'm going to give you, just like I'm, I gave you yesterday, my one college game of the week I feel like you need to see. I'm going to give you my one NFL game of the week that I think you should see if you can. Let's get into our episode today. Let's finish off our week right. Our Friday episode of Max Sports starts right now. All right, it's a segment where we're going to do our picks for football this weekend. Um, I did my college one on Thursday. I'll give you the results on that on Monday. Same thing with the NFL, but I wanted to give you two segments a little bit different for each day. So here are my picks. Now, I want to justify some of my picks because, honestly, if you take the favorite every time, that makes no sense. Especially week one, I always feel like there's a couple upsets. Some teams that you might expect to win end up not winning, so... Justify my picks. I'll explain them as I take take them. We're going to start from the bottom, work our way to the top. Started from the bottom. Now we're here, as Drake once said. Um, so, first game that I'll be going through, Monday Night Football, Bills at Jets. I am taking the, uh, the Bills to win this one. I think that they will ruin Aaron Rodgers' First game as a New York Jet. The Bills are the team that's been the favorite to win this division the last three years now, and I think that they should be the favorite again to win it this year. However, I think the competition's gone up, and while this will be a very good game, I assume, I think the Bills have just had more chemistry together than the Jets have had a chance to. So I really do like this Bills team to win this first game, even though it is on the road. Next, I have America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, losing to the Giants on Sunday night football. Yes, craziness, I know. So the reason why I was mainly thinking of it, again, is week one, you can get some weird reactions. I know the Giants winning probably isn't something that everyone is expecting. It seems the NFC East games always are very close, even if the teams are garbage or amazing. And I think the Giants have the defense to hang with the Cowboys. 
And honestly, sounds ridiculous, but after last year, I think Daniel Jones can maintain the ball and play safer than Dak Prescott can with it. And if they win the turnover battle, they have Saquon, they have Darren Waller as a tight end, they have weapons to manage the clock and run time off of it if they can get a lead. So, honestly, I think this will be a very close game, and I'm going to take the G-Man to win it. Moving on to the next one, I got the Seahawks and the Rams. I'm going to go with Seattle here. I think that they're going to pick up right where they left off last year. I think they're going to start hot. Geno Smith, I think, is, right as of today, a better quarterback and a more stable quarterback situation than Matthew Stafford. I like Seattle's weapons a lot more than I like just Cooper Cup by himself. The, the Rams really haven't had a run game in about two years now, and uh, I don't think that's really going to pick up now, knowing that they really didn't add much to this team. It's kind of just everyone from last year. I really think Seattle's going to win this one, take the division lead quickly to start this season off. All right, this, I will, I will say it this now because I don't want to make this another segment. This is my game of the week, and I'll explain why after I give my prediction. Miami Dolphins at Los Angeles Chargers. I'm going to pick the Chargers to win this one. ESPN has this almost as a pick 49% of, of uh, people playing pigskin pick are taking the Dolphins, and 51% are taking the Chargers. Now, this is my game of the week because I look at both of these teams as runner-ups in their division last year. And I think both of these teams have bigger aspirations than just a playoff appearance. I think the Chargers view themselves as someone that could really be a Super Bowl contender with Justin Herbert. And the Dolphins have too many weapons where if they don't make the playoffs, it'd be a true disappointment. So I think both of these teams view themselves as someone that could win a playoff game this upcoming season. And uh, here's a perfect example because this could be a playoff game. So I'm going to take the Chargers in this one, even though I always feel uncomfortable taking the Chargers because anytime it feels like you you get you put stock in them, uh, they screw you and they they choke a game the way uh, choke the game away. So I'm a little concerned about it, but I will be picking the Chargers. That is also why they are my game of the week. Next, I have the Philadelphia Eagles and the Patriots. Even though they are the road team, I am going to pick the Eagles to win this game against the Patriots. I just think that their offense is better, not only when it comes to putting up points on the board, but also ending this game. I think that they have a better chance of doing that, uh, whether it's the run game with Jalen Hurts, whether it's the new running backs that they've added in here. Um, honestly, I like the Eagles roster a lot this year. I can't tell yet if I'm going to like it more than last year, but... I think week one, the Eagles will definitely get it done in Foxborough. On to the next pick. Raiders at Broncos. I'm going to pick Broncos country. Let's ride. Yes, I think that they will have a little bit of a bounce back season this year for the Denver Broncos. While I don't love them a lot this year, and honestly, I really am kind of getting tired of some of the ego with Sean Payton. Um, I, I do think that um, uh, Denver's going to win this game. Uh, when it comes to the Vegas Raiders, they have talent on it. I don't like Josh McDaniels at all as a coach, and I don't know how Jimmy Garoppolo is going to necessarily play at quarterback when he has looked eh, just like an average game manager the last couple of years. So he's not, he doesn't have the talent he once had around him. I don't know. I Overall, I think I like Denver's team a little more than the Raiders. And uh, while there's a lot of pressure on the Broncos because they do need to perform better than what they have been doing, uh, I think they'll be able to do that in week one. 
Next, I got the Green Bay Packers at the Chicago Bears. This is a Sunday game uh, around the afternoon at 4.30-ish. I'm going to pick the pack. Yeah. Um, overall, until I see it, I have to believe it. And I know Jordan Love is the quarterback now, and it's no longer Aaron Rodgers. But, man, this Packers team knows how to beat the Bears. Aaron Rodgers pretty much just said, I own you. And uh, now it's time for Jordan Love to see if he can also do that as well. I sound like a Packers fan talking like this, but honestly, I think this is a Packer team that has more talent on it than people want to give it. They want to just write him off for dead because Aaron Rodgers left. Personally, I think of Aaron Rodgers as someone who was just a above-average veteran game manager last year. And uh, if Jordan Love can do anything similar to that, I think this is a Green Bay win very easily. Next, this is a very... Easy pick them, I guess, in my opinion. I'm taking the Baltimore Ravens to defeat the Houston Texans. I think starting a rookie quarterback week one, this is going to be a hard environment for C.J. Stroud. It's a road game. It's against a very good defensive team. I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens here. This is a pretty, pretty easy pick for me. Next, I have the Washington Commanders and the Arizona Cardinals. I'll pick the Commanders again. This is going to be an easy pick for me as well. Why? Well, I don't think the Cardinals are trying to play the game of football this year. I think they want to get the number one overall pick at all costs. They already just cut their starting, I guess you want to put that in parentheses, starting quarterback um, Colt McCoy. They cut their most experienced backup because they don't want to win this year. So obviously the commanders, I expect them to win because they're fighting for their coach's job. They're going to win. The, the, the Cardinals aren't. Next one, this is another maybe surprise pick for some, but I have the Steelers beating the 49ers uh, in week one. Yes, so as of right now, only 17% of voters believe that with me, but honestly, I'm taking Pittsburgh because I I think that they are more NFL. There's more NFL experience here at the most important positions. Um, when it comes to the quarterback, Brock Purdy, we saw him play great last year. Then he has an injury issue. Then we're not worried he'll even be ready for the year. No worry. Don't worry about it. Now he's okay. We have yet to see Brock Purdy play a full season, whereas Kenny Pickett, while he had some times where he struggled, we've seen what he is capable of. The Steelers somehow managed to have a 500 record with Kenny Pickett struggling, and I think Pickett's a guy that could have a huge leap year two. So... I'm picking the Steelers to win this one. Sometimes the San Francisco 49ers have been known to start a little slow the last couple of years. They lost to the Bears on the road to start the season last year. I have no, I would not be surprised at all if the Steelers end up knocking off San Fran week one. Next, I got the New Orleans Saints defeating the Tennessee Titans. This one to me is about quarterback play. Both of these teams have a lot of experienced vets, but overall, I'm taking Derek Carr over whoever they throw out at quarterback for Tennessee. I like him more than Ryan Tannehill. Um, I like him more than Malik Willis or Will Levis. Quick note on that, it's interesting that Will Levis is a guy that Mel Kuyper had as like the number one quarterback prospect. Not only did he fall out of the first round, but he also lost the backup job to Malik Willis, a guy that they just drafted Levis to replace. So... Not looking bright for Mayonnaise Man right now. Hopefully he can uh, maybe turn it around this season and get some opportunities. Um, Minnesota Vikings, I will have them defeating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is a Sunday afternoon game at 1 o'clock. The, the Vikings, I'm not necessarily sure about them yet. I feel like they've lost a lot of talent that made them a playoff contender last year. I truly do believe the loss of Dalvin Cook will cost them games this year. They really didn't. 
improve that much. I think their best moves were done off the field, like bringing in Brian Flores. If he can fix their defense, this could still be a playoff contender, but I still think that this is going to be one of the worst defenses in all of football. And uh, I think the loss of Dalvin Cook is going to force Kirk Cousins to actually air the ball out more, which is something I don't think he necessarily would want to do. So I will take the Vikings to win this one only because I think uh, I have such little faith in the Buccaneers. But this is something to keep an eye on as the season goes with Minnesota. I am going to take Jacksonville to defeat the Indianapolis Colts. I think starting a rookie quarterback in Anthony Richardson, again, similar to C.J. Stroud with the Texans, it's going to be a rough environment. It's his first real game starting, and he's arguably playing the best team in his division in the Jaguars. So Trevor Lawrence needs to start off hot, prove to this team that last year's playoff run wasn't a fluke, and I think getting a good week one game on the road and getting a win there is definitely a way to do so. Next, when it comes to the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Cleveland Browns, I am taking the Bungles. Yes. Um, I think that both of these teams have a lot of talent, and honestly, Cleveland, it all comes down to Deshaun Watson. But again, I'm going off of what I've seen, and I haven't seen a single second of Deshaun Watson that's looked good in Cleveland. So I got to take the guy that looks like an MVP-level quarterback in Joe Burrow. I'll take him. I think that the Bengals win this one handily on the road. Next, we have the Carolina Panthers and the Atlanta Falcons. I am going to be picking the Falcons to win this one. It's home field advantage. It's a rookie quarterback. This team, in my opinion, I actually have a lot of stock in the Falcons. I believe that they have one of the best run games in the league, especially adding Bajan Robinson. Their defense has some pieces on it. Honestly, if Desmond Ritter can play like a game manager, even if he's a top 18 quarterback in the league, honestly, he could he could lead the Falcons to the division title this year, and I don't think that's a that's a crazy take by any means. That's that's a true belief that I have. So, I think that they will be beating the Panthers, even though more people are expecting the Panthers to win this game. My question is is where are the weapons for Bryce Young? I don't think that he has any. DJ Chark got hurt in the in the preseason. Who is he going to throw to? So I have some concerns for the Panthers and Bryce Young in his first game. I don't like rookies week one. I'm going to pick the Falcons to win this one. And finally, this is the only time I get to be a homer. And this is the only time I get to be a fan. I promise I will be going back to my normal ones after this. But I am taking my Detroit Lions to defeat the Kansas City Chiefs. I'll explain why. It's a Thursday night game. It's going to be all about last season for the Chiefs. We won a Super Bowl. They're going to be getting rings. It's a ceremony. It's a party for them. And the Lions are going to want to ruin that. They need to show that the last year, again, wasn't a fluke. They are looking to be probably the third best team in the NFC this year, in my opinion. I think that they desperately need to get some early wins. Now, are they going to get this week one? Not not calling it like I, I 100% know that. But they have added a ton of talent. I think the additions of Brian Branch and C.J. Gardner-Johnson I think that's going to do really good against trying to shut down Travis Kelsey. Will it work? I don't know. We'll have to find out when the game happens. I think Cam Sutton is a great number one corner that they signed from Pittsburgh. I think he'll do a good job shutting down a fairly weak Chiefs receiver room, in my opinion. So I like the thought of that. I think the Lions have a very moldable defense where they can put athletes all across the board on the defensive side to try and compete with shutting down Kelsey. I also think that Chris Jones, arguably the best defensive player on the Chiefs, and it's statistically proven, 
When the Chiefs have him, they are a top 10 defense. When they do not have him, they are a bottom 10 defense. Well, he still hasn't agreed to a contract yet, and uh, I think he's got about till until Tuesday to get that deal done, or else he's not playing week one against the Lions. That'll really help with the Lions' run game, the play action. I really think that if he doesn't play, the Lions could potentially knock off the Chiefs. So I will be picking my Detroit Lions to defeat the Chiefs in week one in Pramton on Thursday night football. Call me crazy. Who cares? I think that this is going to be a situation I'm picking the Lions to win. So there are the picks for week one. I also gave you my game of the week. If you want to play again, hurry up. You have six days remaining before the leagues lock up. So if you want to join I have been putting links everywhere. Chances are that if you check behind you, maybe I just, you know, stuck a sticky note with the link to it on your back. So check there. Check my Facebook, though. Check my my descriptions for all my episodes. I've been putting links out if you want to play this game for a while now. So, again, you have six days to do so. Join while you can. All right, so we usually talk about NFL on days like today, but we have some breaking news in college football. So we're going to be talking about the ACC adding uh, Stanford, Cal, and SMU all to their new conference. This makes their league total up to 17 teams that will play football for this league full-time, including Notre Dame, obviously, who plays in other sports for the ACC, including like basketball. So they have 17 teams for football going into next season. This is crazy to me. Honestly, I'll explain why I don't like, honestly, any of these additions to the ACC. To start things off, they are on the other side of the freaking country. Yes, I know the Big Ten's doing it. I'm not saying it like a hypocrite, like only the Big Ten's allowed to do it. I hate the fact that the Big Ten has half the half the Pac-12 in it now. I don't like it. Um, so I don't really like the fact that the ACC is adding these three schools, uh, SMU, Again, Cal and Stanford, okay. It kind of just sounds like you were served the table scraps and you gladly took it. Um, yeah, wow. So uh, another thing that I really have an issue with when it comes to this is that people think this is a good addition. I'm sorry. I don't like any of these three schools playing football for your program. These are all going to be bottom feeders. They really are. Stanford and Cal are smart schools. And uh, in today's college football environment, that's not very cool. Why would you transfer to Stanford when you want to get to the NFL? You don't care about that. Stanford can't pay you the big bucks because they focus on academics. So NIL and Transfer Portal don't work with Cal or Stanford. Those programs are dead. Whether you want to believe that or not, you know, it, it time may uh, may take time for you to realize this, but neither of those schools will ever win the Pac-12 or the ACC, whatever conference they're in. They'll never win it again. They, they most likely, at best, will have like a 6-6 six and six season, maybe a 7-6 and six season with a bowl win. Their programs are dead due to the current state of college football. SMU, I never have looked at as a Power 5 school, so it's going to be weird having them in the ACC. Again, it might help with recruiting a little bit for the, for the overall base of the conference, but again, the whole thing was this was supposed to be by region. Like, it, it's just ridiculous that this keeps happening. So, overall, I don't think this is great for football. I don't think it's great for college. I don't think it's great for the ACC. I don't think it's great for these schools. 
Um, again, Stanford is not going to do anything in the ACC. Cal is not going to do anything. And SMU, again, I don't even think that they're a Power 5 football school. They're not that great. So they added three. Like, honestly, I like the Big 12's editions of Houston and and Cincinnati and UCF. Like, UCF in the ACC makes sense. Honestly, if they could do that and, and the Big 12 gets SMU and, and the – the ACC gets uh, Central Florida. That makes sense. That makes plenty of sense. But the only problem is we're not doing it by geography anymore. It's just got to be what's more ridiculous. The fact that Cincinnati plays in a conference that like 80% of the schools are, are, are only in the state of Texas is just stupid. But, you know, what do I have to say about it? I'm not paying anybody to, you know, do these ridiculous uh, things. So, Whatever. I I guess I don't really have a say in it, but overall, I think that this is just the the overall death of the the big, or not the big 12, the Pac-12, sorry, I'm talking about all these conferences. Um, Yeah, this is the death of them. It's over. It's not, it's not cool anymore. Enjoy this last year of Pac-12 football, the conference of champions, because uh, they just pretty much like loaded them all up into like a civil war cannon and then just shot them out into a lake. Uh, They're all gone. It's all dead. <laughs> it sound like it's not like someone that's saying like the world's ending. But yeah, when it comes to college football, it's it's just really getting confusing. Hopefully they can come up with some sort of strategy on what the future of college football is moving forward, because I'm as confused as anyone else is, and it's gonna get really hard to try and cover and explain this to people that don't fully follow college football. You'll be like why is Florida State playing Stanford? I didn't realize they they played each other. Yeah, they, they've played each other for three years now. So this is just going to be crazy. It's going to be ridiculous. But, again, this is where we're at with college football. Like, it doesn't matter if you're a good, smart school like a Stanford or a Cal. It only matters if you can make money. And uh, apparently the ACC thinks that this is a good way of doing that. Again, I don't think these are great additions because I think the way college football's moved has killed this. Uh, these programs. None of them are going to be able to do anything in the Power Five. So um, does this actually make the ACC a Power Five or a Power Conference? Um, I guess only time will tell. Again, I really only can view the Big Ten and the SEC as the best conferences in in college football right now. And then I think everyone else is fighting for third place, whether that's the ACC or the Big 12. And honestly, I'd probably take the Big 12 right now over the ACC. Overall, when it just comes to football revenue and football power. So that's where I am with that. Tell me what your thoughts are on this addition to the conference. Is it anything? Is it going to mean anything? Personally, for me, I don't think that this is going to change the eventual fate where we're probably going to have two super conferences. So that's where I'm at with that. Tell me your thoughts. Uh, this has been our episode of Max Sports. Thank you all for listening. Of course, my name is Max. So, again, I've said it before and I'll say it again. My name being Max and getting the gig at Max Sports was was a true miracle. Like, what, what better planning right there? But, <laughs> again, enjoy your weekend. Watch some good football. Let's see how my picks hold up. I might try and get you a visual of, like, showing you how my picks look um, so you guys can follow along with me. But overall, again, my name is Max. This has been Max Sports. Enjoy your weekend. Watch some good football. Eat some good food if you can. Spend some time with your family. Again, we got Labor Day coming up. Um, Again, I want to give one final note. I know I've been doing this outro for like two and a half minutes. But 
Um, as school is starting up for me, school starting up for everybody, there may be some days something random comes up at school or something big happens and there might be a last minute message going out saying, hey, sorry, due to this going down right now, I cannot be available to make an episode. So I am going to try when I have free time to make pre-recorded episodes where I can just post those out there. So it's not going to be current event stuff or predictions. It's going to be more of just like, you know, maybe a story or something about my favorite uh, football moments or sports moments in general. Overall, um, there might be stuff like that, or you might just get a random message saying, hey, just so you know, school is a thing and it's not helping me right now. So I'm not able to make an episode, but just want to let you guys know, have a great afternoon. Have a great uh, day. Enjoy your weekend. Hopefully we got some great weather. Uh, my name has been Max. Adios.